Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first full-length episode of Perspectives, Conversations with Elders. This is Shadi here with you today, and for my first interview, I decided to interview my dad. My dad is one of the hardest working people I have ever met, so I was so pleased to get to sit down with him and to record parts of his journey immigrating from from Iran to the United States and to hear from him just how much this country um, has meant to him as he's established a career and a family in Dallas, Texas. It was especially poignant because we did this interview around the 4th of July and it was great for me to hear about um, the appreciation he has for the U.S., how excited he was to come here and how excited he is to continue giving back to his community. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope this conversation can spur further interviews between you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more from our podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perspectives, Conversations with Elders. Today is a very special day for me because for this podcast, I will be interviewing my dad. Dad, can you introduce yourself? My name is Mohammed Hassan Mansouri. I'm from Iran. And my birthday is in Tehran. I came to USA in 1977, March 1977. I'm really excited to talk to you, Dad, um, to hear more about your story, why you decided to come to the U.S., and what's kept you here. Um, and just to share with others some of your accomplishments. First, I'd like to start out talking about your birthplace and your childhood. If you can um, share with us what the first few years of your life looked like. We are, I have a nine, we are nine in the family. It's three sisters and six brothers we are. And uh, I am the second one in the family. And when I was going to school down there, when I finished my school, I go to the service for two years. Then I always had a plan for a study, continue my study, go to USA. And unfortunately, when I was in the high school, I was studying German language. And it was very hard for me to come to USA. But anyway, I decided to come to USA. And after the service, I worked for, I think, between two or three years so I can save some money and be able to come to USA without getting any help from my family. So you decide to come to the U.S. in March of 1977. And at the time, there was, of course, no... uh, there were no mobile phones, there was no Wi-Fi, no FaceTime, Skype, text messaging, easy ways of communicating with friends and family. So you were going around the world to pursue your dreams of living in the U.S. and you left behind your loved ones. Why did you decide to come to the U.S.? Because of the opportunity, equal opportunity in USA. And uh, the best education they have. I studied a lot about USA. 
that was the reason I came to USA. Other than that, I had a scholarship to go to Germany, to go to Japan, but I chose to USA. And when you got to the U.S., what was life like for you? Did you know anyone? Um, did you already have a plan of what you were going to do? I didn't know anybody, and I didn't know the language. And uh, when I was left Tehran, I go with the Pan Am and go to the England. I had a connection flight. So in, that, in the airplane, I met the guy. His name was Reza, and he was speaking English. And I asked him, Reza, where are you going? He said, I'm going to Dallas. And I told him, I'm going to Dallas too. And, but I cannot speak English at all. And he was very nice. He said, don't worry, I will help you. So together, we got to the DFW. And I didn't have nobody. Reza had a cousin, so they came to the airport. And he said, well, let's go to my cousin's house. I was staying with them for almost one week. Then his cousin was very nice with his wife. They helped us to get an apartment, get you know, all the stuff we need for the, for the apartment. They helped us a lot. I always appreciate him. So um, I can tell that just from our having you as my father and seeing your community of friends and family who's very strong um, to support one another in any way possible, that um, coming to the U.S. for the first time, not knowing anybody, not knowing English, people were willing to step up and to be there for you and to support you and just be um, in many ways the one or few individuals who were willing to give you a lending hand. So you come to the U.S., you get an apartment, you get settled. What happens next? Um, how did you decide to proceed? Did you enroll in college? Did you get a job? Where did life take you once you arrived? When I got an apartment, then I registered my name in the ELS for learning the language. I had a really hard time to learn because I didn't have any background. And at uh, the same time, because my money was not that much, I was short on the money, I decided to find a job. I find a job as a dishwasher. And I was working at the, in, the, in the hotel, it was a Holiday Inn, and I was washing dishes. I was working very, very, very hard. And after three months, and uh, they told me, that, okay, you can be dishwasher and you can be bus boy too. So they promised, you know, they gave me a job as a bus boy. So the same time I was a bus boy, I learned how to become a waiter. So I started, you know, be, be, be as a waiter and, you know, work there and as a room service and making enough money to pay for my gasoline and pay for my apartment and uh, pay a little bit for the tuition. And uh, what did you study, if you can share that? Um, and how did that lead you to do 
what you're doing now. I study electromechanical engineering technology and I got graduate on 1981. And my plan was always to have my own business. The time I was studying, I worked too, and I saved on some money, and uh, I bought the gas station in Channel View, Texas, in Houston. With one of my friends, we become partner. And I was working so hard, almost from 6 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock, two jobs. And uh, after four months, four or five months, we sold that gas station and I kept working, you know, in the restaurant as a waiter and I saved more money. Then I came to Dallas to visit my friend, one of my friends, he had a taxi company and he, he told me, what are you doing in Dallas? I told him, I just came here looking for the business. He said, well, the cross street, that gas station is the Exxon station and it's for sale. So I decided to go talk to the owner of that station and we, I made a deal with him and I bought it with, with one of my friends as a partner. So then I moved from Houston to Dallas. It was 1985. And uh, by three years, after three years or four years, I bought my partner share and I owned the station for 100%. Then I bought the land and the building from the owner. So I become the owner of the property and the business. And so far, um, I'm there for 34 years. I work six days a week. Used is open at eight o'clock and closed at six o'clock. Sometimes I was working seven days a week. 365 days except the holidays. Then I bought another gas station and uh, I had a manager down there, so they was running it for me. Then I opened another you know, business in, in the Grand Prairie. So I had three businesses that time and uh, I started, you know, from 19... 90 and start to buy the property and investing and investing and working hard until now so far i'm going i keep going after you started uh with your service stations and um eventually being able to acquire the land and the building of those and um going on to acquire other commercial properties in the area of your businesses. Um, I'm curious to know, what is your favorite part about being a presence in the community and in the Irving community, which is where you work now? Um, How have you seen the city change in the past 35 years? The city of Irving, especially downtown, it changed a lot. The time I moved there is completely different with now. And uh, I was working very hard to keep my properties clean, organized, and uh, no complaint from the city. 
and I always support city of Irving. I work with the city council, with the mayor, and how we can make downtown Irving beautiful. Until now, I am doing the same thing. I'm working with them. I give them recommendation, and I'm willing to do whatever they ask me to do. You've seen Irving change. You've seen Dallas change. Irving is um, about 20, 15 minutes, uh, 20 minutes from downtown Dallas. Um, So you've seen a lot of the history of this city grow into a huge metropolitan area. And um, all the while your family being back in Iran. And how did they feel about you being so far away? and you being only able to go home about once a year? Well, it's, it's very hard. Sometimes I get homesick. I like to go to visit them, you know, but too much responsibility. And uh, every time I want to go visit them, is the time is very limited. Maximum I can take off is two weeks, and I have to leave my wife, you know, at my business so she can watch it when I'm not there. So rush and rush to go to Iran and come back and keep working. Yeah, that's, that's all I can tell. Why did you decide to stay in the U.S.? Uh, after, uh, after the, actually, after the revolution, I did go to Iran to visit to see how is the situation. And I was there, I think, less than a month and I find out no way I can live there. So I decided to come back and uh, do whatever I have to do with my life, continue it in USA. And I did succeed. I always appreciate it for the opportunity American they gave me. Thank you. It's been really amazing to see how you've made successful business um, and made a community around you and established your life here in the U.S. when you really uh, didn't even know English when you arrived here. I'm curious to know what is your favorite accomplishment in life or what is an accomplishment in life that you are most proud of? I got married. I have three beautiful children. I'm proud of all of them. I send them to the best school and they got the best education and I'm proud of them. And uh, after you know, I get retired, I love to travel, go to the different country and learn different culture and see how they live and pick up the best from them. Where do you want to travel to next? Well, I, I, did, I did travel to Japan. I really enjoy it. I did enjoy the culture and the way they respect each other. I did not see any problem. For 10 days I was there. They are beautiful people and the country is very organized and uh, 
they kept the culture. The culture is the same. It's not changed like the other nations, you know. Good people. You've been able to travel and you're traveling more and um, you are getting to see all these um, amazing insights that other people from different countries have and being able to apply that to your own life. What kind of wisdom or advice would you give to the younger generation of Americans um, from all that you've learned and accumulated in your own life? How do you or what do you uh, think can be useful information for younger people here? Get a good education and learn from the other culture, respect the others, other religion, other color, and uh, travel to the different country and pick up the best they have and use it in your life. That's what I recommend. And plus, learn how to work hard and make this country more beautiful. Anywhere you go to work, take that job as is your own business and work for them from your heart. So they succeed. If they succeed, you succeed. Thank you. Awesome, Dad. Thank you so much for talking with me and for sharing with me. Um, I definitely learned some new things about you, and I feel like I um, got to understand you in new ways. So I'm really happy that we got this time to connect over your story. And I hope that you all in the public, whoever is listening, our audience, I hope you enjoy getting to hear about my dad's story. I'm so proud of him and I'm proud of all the opportunities he's given me and what he's given back to his community. Thank you. If you know of an elder in your community who would like to be interviewed for this podcast, please email conversationswitheldersgmail.com at gmail.com and we would love to hear their story and share their wisdom with other people in our community. Thank you for listening.